As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, 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 now. And what's up, Obscurians? It's time for another episode of Obscurity Now, the show that takes a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media, and then we decide if they should be remembered for all of human history or tossed in the black void of obscurity, never to be heard from again. My name is Steve. I'm one of the hosts, and with me is a man who downloaded the Mummies Alive MILF porn by mistake. It's... Uh, yeah, hell, sorry, I had... To, uh, I almost missed uh, the beginning of the show. I was, I was busy regenerating my, sarco- my sarcophagus. <laughs> oh, I thought you were busy uh, watching your MILF porn. My, <laughs> I guess you could go both ways. You could do, you could do both. Oh, this is, this is a pun on mommy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get it? Mommy. Oh, m- okay. So you're still <laughs> the sense of humor that... This new sense of humor that you've, uh, it's not, I don't it's know, taken, adopted. It's always been that uh, way. What are you talking about? No, Steve, this is... Uh, <laughs> I think being a father has changed you, specifically in the last three oh, weeks. Oh, you have no idea. Um, but uh, anyway, we are here to discuss uh, the 90s cartoon uh, known as uh, Mummies Alive. Have you ever heard about it? Have you ever seen it? I had never heard of it. I had never seen mm-hmm. it. Uh, yeah, how about you? Well, I guess you, you had heard of it because you're the one that brought it to the show. Yep, that uh, you can uh, blame or uh, praise me for that, uh, depending on your opinion about it. Yeah, I think um, I may, I think uh, Secret Galaxy might have uh, done an episode about it. Or, and I think I've also caught rumblings about it here and there on uh, Twitter. Because uh, after diving into it for a little bit, it seems like it definitely does have its sort of uh, own little uh, cult following. Um, yeah, I, I did see uh, Brendan Fraser tweeting about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and everybody loves him, right? So uh, it's only a matter of time before we get the um, Mummies Alive Brendan Fraser um, movie that we've always wanted. That- that we just now wanted, I guess. Um, but um, mm, yes, yes, yeah. Him and like Rachel Wise were uh, tweeting. Well, about see it the and, the uh, funny thing is, all right. So I was, you know, trying racking my brain. I was like, why, why are people creating a um, superhero like team cartoon with nothing but mummies? Uh, this mu- surely they must be playing off the popularity of uh, that uh, mummy movie with Brendan Fraser, as you said. Um, but that movie came out after this in like 1999. Right. So right, Br- Brendan was uh, was uh, basically writing the coattails of Mummies. Yeah. Alive. <laughs> well, and then so that made me think. Well, uh, was there some? I mean, I guess you could say that you know uh, pharaohs and Egyptian mythology, sort of kind of like dinosaurs, never really goes out of style. But was Mummies Alive running the coattails of the original Stargate movie, perhaps? Well, there was like uh, a thing called like Mummy Mania. Uh, <laughs> it's running wild on you, brother. <laughs> I, I I'm not joking. Well, I mean, like now in hindsight, it's referred to as Mummy Mania, but there was just this like weird uh, popularity. It happened with dinosaurs too. Right. Like in the '90s, like 
dinosaurs and mummies were just like very popular mm-hmm. with kids and preteens and so you know properties got made out of that uh but yeah, yeah maybe there was some new discovery or something that ignited <laughs> mummy mania <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Almost as dumb as creating an entire superhero team with nothing but mummies. Um, But uh, so are you ready to dive a little bit deeper into the dark catacombs of the pyramid of Mummies Alive? I would love nothing more, Steve. (laughs) Nothing would make my dry, brittle bones uh, become moist with life. Wow, and, I, and I'm the weirdo, and I'm the one with the weird sense of humor. Oh, okay, whatever. Welcome to your feature presentation. You're, you're, yeah. you're trans? Yes, I am a dad. No, transition. You were talking over the oh, transition. You're transitioning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm transitioning to the Obscuratron, okay? All right. Oh, okay. Get it right, mister. Get it right or pay the price. Uh, all right. So uh, once again, we are discussing Mummies Alive, and it ran from 1997 to 1998. One season, 42 episodes, and uh, we watched season one, episode one, the pilot, which is called Ra Ra Ra, and it premiered September 15th, 1997, and here's a synopsis. In ancient Egypt, an evil sorcerer named Scarab kills the pharaoh's son, Prince Rapses, so he can become immortal, entombed alive for his crime. Scarab revives in the modern world and begins his search for Rapses' reincarnation. Is that a typo? It's supposed to be Ramses, isn't it? Uh, sure. <laughs> I think no. I think you're right. <laughs> uh, all right. So this is a uh, directed by one uh, Seth Kearsley. He did 42 episodes of this show, which I would say is like that's like the ball. That's all of them. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's literally all. Yeah, of them. <laughs> and then he also directed uh, the animated movie uh, Eight Crazy Nights, an episode of the Where's Waldo cartoon, and Trolls Topia, which is also uh, a cartoon. And uh, this was written by Mark. He, he also directed three episodes of your favorite uh, cartoon, uh, Family Guy. <laughs> why? Why is that my favorite? You were complaining about it uh, <laughs> last week, right? Steve. Yeah, damn right I was. Yeah, you were complaining about them stealing from The Simpsons or something. Well, yeah, I mean they did, but that because uh, remember you. Uh... What was it? You were making a plea to Seth MacFarlane, or you're a big MacFarlane? I can't remember what it was. Uh, was I uh, talking about going to the the Family Guy themed mini golf? Was was that? That's it? right. That's right. <laughs> why, why are we reminiscing about only a few days ago? Anything to not talk about this cartoon? Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Easy there, buddy. All right. So this is written by Mark Edwards. Mark Edward Edens. And he wrote episodes of uh, one of our favorite shows, which we already covered, uh, Exo Squad, The Centurions, one of Hell's favorites, Reboot. He loves Reboot. And mm, love the it. new adventures of Johnny Quest, uh, which are really not that new. Uh, Cops, Fighting Crime in the Future Time, Tailspin, uh, the uh, 90s X-Men, original TMNT, G.I. Joe Extreme, which we also already covered. And one of these days we're going to cover... RoboCop Alpha Commando. So yeah, this guy's had uh, quite the 
career. And uh, did you happen to notice what famous person executive produced this show? Uh, no, but I did notice that the guy you were just talking about, Mark Edward mm-hmm. Edens, his last name he wrote was Corn and Peg, which I thought that was like a Pornhub category, <laughs> but uh, apparently it's some kind of animated thing. You saw it when you were looking uh, for Mummies Alive, the MILF porn? Yes, mm. yes, yes, for my mummy uh, MILF porn. Um, Edward Edens, man, that's Edward's, yeah, Edward Edens, that sounds like a like a WCW Thunder jobber, doesn't yes. it? Yes, oh, 100%. <laughs> Like, like like Tony Schiavone just before you know the, or as the show kicks off he talks about how mean Mike Enos is going to yeah. take on Edward <laughs> Mark, Enos. Yeah. and they're going to uh, WCW Saturday night I would say yeah pre pre thunder maybe, maybe WCW worldwide yeah. <laughs> absolutely but uh, anyway the uh, very famous executive producer of Mummies Alive is uh, the director of Ghostbusters 1 and 2 Kindergarten Cop and producer of like Dozens of classic comedies. One Ivan Reitman, isn't that bizarre? I'm. Yeah, I mean, I've never heard of his name, but yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously he's done. Oh, he did Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he produced like Animal House, and yeah, yeah, he's what a what a weird career. Mm-hmm. So he's done as you know the stuff you mentioned, but also heavy metal. Yeah, he produced that one. Yep. And then also up in the air, isn't that like with George Clooney? Yeah, and- this is like all over. This is his place. only sort of like um, foray into like Saturday morning cartoons. It was <laughs> the first and the last. Wow. The new Space Jam movie. He did that. Mm, he only just passed wow. away um, last year. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, but uh, I, I wouldn't want to speak ill of the dead. But I mean, I, I it seems like I, I wonder how involved he is in some of these productions because in 2009 alone, he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven films that he produced mm-hmm. that came out. That seems, and then other years are similar. So I don't think this guy's dealing that well. <laughs> well, not anymore. I mean, he's basically a mummy yeah, at this I, I point. I suppose not. Well, he's. it does say he's got like some stuff upcoming. Uh, he's got six things upcoming, including a Ghostbusters Eco Force. Uh, Ecto Force, but maybe he's a ghost in that one now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Why don't you tell us about uh, some of the voice actors in this uh, show? Sure. First up, we've got Bill Switzer. Uh, he plays young Presley Carnivan. Uh, boy, that sounds like a real name, Presley Carnivan. Uh, he mostly did uh, animated stuff. He was in uh, a bunch of episodes of <clears throat> Mobile Suit Gundam. Mega Man, uh, some other stuff. And he does have had a few, um, I almost said a few hardcore appearances. <laughs> a, few, a few real life appearances. Wow. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with me. <laughs> but uh, anyways, nothing that you'll recognize him from or remember him in. Um, then we've got Gary Chalk, yes. who plays... Uh, you're a big fan of Gary <laughs> no, this, Chalk. We've met or we've talked about Gary Chalk before. We have. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure once you go through his IMDb, you'll see some of the stuff, uh, some of the other stuff that he was. No, he's got a super long IMDb, like almost 500. Things. I recognize that because I, I remember making jokes about it. Like, you get Gary Chalk when like uh, Mary Marker isn't available or. <laughs> <something like that. laughs> Mark Marker. Well, I see. I see why I've deleted this. Uh, 
this joke from my from my head. <laughs> All right. But uh, anyways, like I said, he's got uh, 430-something credits to his name, a lot of animated stuff. Um, so, yeah, very busy guy. I don't like him because he's got two R's in Gary. <laughs> that is weird. Uh, what's that about? Is it Gary, maybe? <laughs> what's that about? <laughs> I don't know. It's a very, uh, I don't know, maybe it's a California thing. I, you know, everybody out here. Gonna yeah. have a weird spelling and or a weird name of some kind. Yeah, I tried seeing what he was in that we might have covered. Oh, he was in four episodes of Mantis. I don't know if that might be it. Oh, he was also in Exo Squad. Oh, that's got to be it. He played Marsala and Shiva. We definitely would have covered Marsala. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there it is. So you owe All me right. twenty bucks. <laughs> then we've got some Scott McNeil, who in his IMDb picture, I thought it was. Um, Oh my God, uh, Brett! Uh, I can't remember his last name. The, the lead singer of Poison. Oh, Brett Michaels. Brett, Brett Michaels, because <laughs> like he's got one of those like you know cowboy hats oh, that are that. all super yeah, curled yeah. up. He's got like the the half kind of. He's got like a soul patch thing he's going. The... Sleeveless cowboy shirt. <laughs> he's the Brett Michaels of like '90s voiceover animation. This guy is going through a midlife crisis in this picture. <laughs> he looks like he's about. 55 years old. He's got two giant hoop earrings. He's got a nose uh, earring, uh, like a hoop. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the hat that I that I mentioned. And I didn't even realize this, but his shirt, mm-hmm. it's got two flaming music notes on it. <laughs> like, Sounds like he'll be uh, taking us to Flavortown any, any day now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you catch him at the castle. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyways, he's got a bunch of stuff to his credits, too. 400-something. Again, a lot of animated stuff. Um, and you know, he's known around town for being a badass. <laughs> you apparently. have to be with a hat like that. <laughs> Up next, we've got Pauline News. Oh, I should say Scott McNeil plays Wrath, R A T H. So you can't confuse him with WCW's Wrath. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for making that, uh, uh, you know, difference for our listeners. They you know, can't yeah. have that. I, do you remember who Wrath was? I, I don't. Was that one of the mummies? Uh, yeah. 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 One of the, one of the mummies. Yeah. You sound real confident. <laughs> <laughs> then we've got Pauline Newstone, uh, who plays the voice of Hekka. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a bunch of voice acting stuff in her resume, but you know, not, nothing really I know her from. A lot of Bratz cartoons. Mm. Uh, do you have you ever watched Bratz? I am not, uh, nor have I ever wanted to. We we should we should cover brats. You know what? That's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, okay, we can talk about the stupid dolls. I don't know if the dolls of the cartoon came first. I I feel like the dolls came I think first, so. but anyways, we'll add that to the list. Uh, then we've got uh, Gerard Plunkett as Scarab slash Mister Stone. Mm. I don't know if uh, that's the same person or he's just playing two characters. Yeah, no, he's the Probably he's the playing... main villain. Oh, yeah. okay, great. So at, at least one of us was paying attention. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> he's been in a lot of stuff uh, 138 credits to his name uh, still actively working but again n- n- not a guy that you're going to recognize um, off the bat he's got one of those very like kind of very forgettable middle aged white guy face like <laughs> you can plug this guy in as like an accountant or a scientist or a down on his luck that'd be bad <laughs> wow uh, <laughs> this is getting oddly specific <laughs> I'm just saying he's he's got one of those faces. Okay. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Cree Summer plays Nefertina. Nefertina. Yeah. Nefertina. Now that was Nefertina is one of the yes, mummies, right? That's right. 
the the female mummy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this actress uh, been in a bunch of stuff too, three hundred something, blah blah blah. Uh, again, a lot of um, animated stuff, Rugrats, mm-hmm. um, the Patrick Star Show, which I guess is a spinoff from SpongeBob. Um, she was in the Super Mario Brothers movie. She just did like random voices, done a few live action things, but uh, nothing uh, live action wise that I really was like, oh, I know her from that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, she's the witch. No, she's not. Never mind. Sorry. Um, thought I saw something in her IMDb that caught my eye, but I was lying. Then finally, uh, we've got Alec. Well, we've got two more. Um, Alec Willows, he plays Mr. Heppelwhite. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I just lost him. <laughs> okay, Alec Willows, again, a bunch of animated stuff. It was also in Psych for an episode, but that's the only like live action thing I saw. Then we've got Dale Wil- Wilson, not to be confused with Dade Wilson. He plays the voice of Jackal. Um, he's again been in a bunch of stuff. Now, this guy actually has um, like a good mix of live action and animated stuff, but. Mostly animated stuff to his name. Nothing particularly of note for me, though. Unless you're a fan of Linguini from Puka. <laughs> Are you speaking English to me right now? What about Martin Martin Mystery? Did you ever watch that? I, I may have caught a couple. Actually, I read the comic book, a com- Martin Mystery comic once. It's true. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe you're a fan. But uh, that does it for our cast. All right, all right. A-plus a work there. Um, so are you ready to dive into the episode? Uh, yeah, hopefully Dale Wilson's character gets killed because he was also in Reboot. So. <laughs> but you love Reboot. He doesn't. <laughs> no. Uh, the, uh, so the opening theme plays. It's uh, very Tom-heavy, uh, especially at first. Um, what, do, what do you think of the theme here? This was really bad, I thought, the theme. Um, like, I, and it was also like, I don't, I don't know, maybe it was just me, but it seemed to be mixed pretty poorly also. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, lyrics, like in the, I don't know, the verse, I guess, once the lyrics start up, the, I, I found them pretty hard to like hear and understand. But then they play the theme again during the, the credits at the end, and I swear the mix is different. Hmm. Like the 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 vocals are a little bit louder in the mix. Anyways, I think it's pretty bad. Um, the the vocals, it's like kind of rappy, kind of sang. Right, uh, it starts off and, almost like a sort of poem, like a rhythmic poem mm-hmm. kind of, and then it like breaks into, I guess. Uh, and it doesn't rhyme when you expect it to rhyme. No, no, no it doesn't. Uh, I mean, I didn't think it was terrible. I thought it was adequate, but I mean, definitely. Not anything that's uh, going to be uh, remembered, like, say, the, well, he didn't produce, like, these themes, but Ron Wasserman is the one uh, responsible for the music on this episode, and he's actually done music for Power Rangers, VR Troopers, and X-Men, uh, I guess, I don't know, he was really phoning it in on this one. <laughs> yeah, because this is not, like, catchy at all, Um it, it's not even like you would think that they were I was expecting to hear like some kind of like stereotypical Egyptian, you know, you know, w- w- you know, the West idea of what right, Egyptian right, music right. is supposed like to be playing but, or something. Yeah. 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 And, and you don't really I mean, I guess towards the end, they tried to like kind of spook it up a little bit. 
Um, you're not you're not allowed to say that. <laughs> yeah, well, they try to make it sound spooky. Yeah, no, I know. Ooh, <laughs> you know, like, but it's too little, too late. Point, <laughs> it wasn't so. spooky enough for you, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it actually kind of like when it like kicks in, it reminds me of early Danny Elfman from Oingo Boingo. Uh, but n- this sounded like 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 a rock guy's attempt, first attempt at doing something electronic. Yeah, I didn't really get uh, too many electronic vibes, but uh, but I think I get what you're saying. This sounds like the kind of music Gerard Plunkett or uh, <laughs> down on his luck that beat dad would. <laughs> if only he would have. Uh, like, guys, I'm not gonna do the show unless you unless you read my lyrics. <laughs> and they're like, all right, all right, we'll let him do it. Yeah, uh, but you know, I I did say I, I said that that guy wasn't really like in in anything anybody would like recognize or they wouldn't recognize him from anything, but he was uh, in a Christmas story. Oh, um, wow. Two. <laughs> See. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. So maybe if you're if you're a big fan of the Christmas story universe, cinematic universe, <laughs> the uh, CSCU. You just pulled uh, a uh, bait and switch there. It's like. Uh, it's like, hey, were you uh, you going on vacation? It's like, yeah, where are you going? It's like, oh, Paris. And like, France? No, nah, Texas. Like, <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, okay, so the the opening plays. All right, what did you think? Like watching, sort of like the early glimpses of like the characters as it flashes by in the opening. Like, what did you? What what were your early thoughts? Um. I, I honestly, I was so distracted by the how much I disliked the theme song that it was hard to play uh, attention to it. Now, however, once we do see the characters later on, I'm assuming you mean like the mummies when they're like powered up or yeah, whatever. Yeah, just like the the animation, um, the character design, all that stuff. Yeah, very '90s, mm-hmm. uh, very almost Rob Liefeld esque. Yeah, the definitely uh, these are definitely extreme mummies. They probably could have yeah. called it that if they didn't <laughs> call it Mummies Alive. Yeah. Um, they could have called it Levi's 501 button up mummies. Uh, <laughs> a mummy with nothing but uh, made out of denim and uh, buttons. <laughs> like the wrapping is just yeah, denim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually watched a video about um, uh, Rob Liefeld recently. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a kind of a in defense of slash explanation of. I actually meant to send it to you. And it, it, it put a lot of Rob Liefeld in perspective. And I had never really, I know now we're on a tangent here, uh, but I had never really seen Liefeld's like early, early stuff. Uh-huh. Um, he he can do anatomy. He can he can do everything fine. Mm-hmm. Just later on, he like made things. It, it's actually Todd McFarlane's fault, basically. Oh, uh, but he's also into the video. Yeah, that but. sounds uh, pretty interesting. Uh, but yeah, no, I I agree with you. Uh, I like the character design of the mummies. Um, and uh, like the animation, I would say it looks like it's a mix between like, I don't know, Captain, somewhere between Captain Planet and Gargoyles is Mummies Alive. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, funny enough, I did read that the, I can't remember if they were like the creators or maybe, or made the writers. Yeah, um, some of the main writers, yeah, they worked on Gargoyles. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they worked like on season three of Gargoyles and people were saying, I guess critics were saying that. Later on, Mummies Alive, you know, basically um, borrows heavily, mm-hmm. I guess, from some of the stuff that they used in Gargoyles. Well, I mean, you got the 
you know, the theme of the, the heroes being like, you know, heroes at a time, basically. Um, so yeah. they got that going. Yeah, this actually... But 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 they don't have Jonathan Frakes or Marina Sirtis here or Michael Dorn. Well, I, so. I hear the the this janitor is... on Enterprise was the same janitor on Mummies Alive. Does that count for something? <laughs> <laughs> I I checked. There were zero Star Trek connections here. I know you did. Uh, okay, so we open up. It's uh we're in Egypt. It's at night. We see some pyramids, and it's in black and white. Obviously, they're hearkening back to the uh, original Mummy movie here. British guy is uh, standing in front of this like large stone door and of course his like workers who are like locals they're saying it's cursed don't open it but he's British so of course he has to um, he, uh, he he goes inside and uh, ventures in he's looking around and then bam it's well I, I do like how when the door gets opened up um, it's getting like pulled by like a truck or something you know with the chain on it mm. the door opens up and the british guy goes i did it yeah. <laughs> he didn't do anything right didn't i didn't i um, yeah then he eats some crumpets you yeah know, right, right he just sat there and drank tea the whole time and watched yeah yeah he took on. he took three of his tweet teeth and twisted them out of place <laughs> oh that's disgusting in celebration oh that's man what they do. right so yeah, basically uh, a scary-looking pharaoh guy shows up. It uh, turns out later that this is the main villain, uh, Scarab, and he's got uh, basically he looks like your typical pharaoh. He's got some glowing red eyes, and he comes after him. And we get an awesome transition here, which I was not expecting. This, the glowing red eye, like takes up the whole frame, and then when we pull out, we're in like a present day and we're now looking at a red light a strip club oh yes <laughs> what uh <laughs> what were your thoughts when you uh saw the transition yeah yeah no you're, you're right though in all seriousness uh pretty well done and not something you uh not the kind of thing you saw very often in the 90s in uh even late 90s in animated right. stuff for kids so it, it gave me hope <laughs> uh but those hopes steve uh, we're dashed. Oh uh, well, uh, as uh, things continue. I guess we shall see. All right, so now we get some two extreme '90s kids with skateboards. They're standing atop a steep hill, and uh, one of them says um, that uh, he'll basically our hero Presley says he'll race the other kid to the bottom, and the other kid's like, "No, it's too steep." But Presley, he's got that '90s too, dude. <laughs> So, uh, of course, he just goes ahead and skates on down. Yeah. And um, then he is in his mom's office, and she is on the cell phone talking, like barely even acknowledges him. Uh, I feel like the whole purpose of this scene is to show that his mom is like a curator at this uh, museum. He, he right. takes some uh, money from her purse and sort of just stands. Well, he, he doesn't just take it. He... Uh you know, gets her attention mm -hmm. and, and basically it's like, hey, can I have this? And she's like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I so, don't, I, you know, I Presley doesn't I, steal I, it. Yeah, I wasn't, uh, I was going to fill in the rest, but thank you. <laughs> well, I, I don't want, okay, I, I just don't want you to vilify uh, our young prince. Well, especially here. since he's a, he's a, you know, prince of color. Like we can't, you know, can't have that, <laughs> which, but I will say it's good that he is because otherwise it wouldn't make any sense. Uh, yeah, it, it, it would make no sense if he was like a white right, kid. Right, right. Which I mean, hey, it was the 90s. I'm kind of surprised that he wasn't. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm like, this was the 90s. I'm surprised everyone wasn't British. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, kudos to them for trying to make it, uh, I, I, 
I don't want to say realistic because these are mummies that are alive. Uh, well, <laughs> but, make it make you know, sense. Kudos to them for, for putting in a, a little logic. Yeah, I mean, basically, it comes from a place of historical context, as we're about to see. So uh, yeah. now Presley is at the vending machine in this, like, vast museum that has tons of, uh, like, Egyptian artifacts in it. He hears a spooky voice calling him. And he uh, walks past some pharaoh statues, and they all look at him, or appear to look at him. You don't know what's going on yet, because this is the world of mummies alive. And uh, he trips over a casket for, or excuse me, a sarcophagus of a cat. And uh, I like that they bothered to show him, like, feel empathy for the dead cat. <laughs> Like I, I don't know what. Well, but it was weird. He, he, he's like, oh, I feel bad. Yeah. Uh, that this cat died. But then he goes, oh, what do I care? I don't even like yeah, cats. Exactly. <laughs> like, well, all right, this was, I guess, the first sort of stab at a uh, humor, which they definitely in the middle parts, like in between the action scenes, they definitely try to inject some humor into this. Uh, to I don't know. Uh, you can be the judge on whether it's effective or not. But uh, anyway, it's not. <laughs> the, uh, so a pharaoh statue grabs him, and then Presley runs, and then, <laughs> and this is uh, this is what it gets a little weird. So he decides. I mean, I guess he's you know he's running for his life, and he's scared. But then he hides inside one of the Egyptian sarcophaguses. Uh, would that have been your first uh, hiding spot, um, your first choice? No, no, especially considering that at one point he goes outside. But wait a minute. Don't you uh, have a casket in your living room? I figured it would be... Uh, it, it's a coffin. Oh, oh okay. That makes... The casket closes on a hinge. <laughs> uh, Is that really the difference? I've this before. <laughs> yeah, casket closes on a hinge and a coffin. If it has a lid, it's like, you know, slide it on. Oh, okay. Come well, on. I, I'm sorry, I... I canceled my subscription to Casket Monthly. I just don't know the difference anymore. Well, maybe you should get one to Coffin Daily, uh, the newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> Coffin's quarterly. Oh, I see. That gotcha. Means, that's better. All right. So, All right. Anyway, yeah, I, I don't know. It, like, you would think he would have, because when he went outside to, like, look, to get that guard's attention, who turned out to also be a mummy somehow. Yeah, or he was one of the uh, henchmen of, uh, of Scarab. Oh, that's mm -hmm. what it was. Um, but he moved kind of slow and like rigor mortis -y, like a mummy. Yeah, the guy's like, I don't know, solid gold or something. I mean, we didn't really oh, yeah, we didn't really get to see, you know, <laughs> the backstories of the Scarab's thugs or anything. But yeah, he's like solid. He's a solid gold dude or something. This guy, this guy maybe should get goons that, you know, have working joints. Uh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> hey, well, it all goes back to like, why did Krang and Shredder keep you know, rehiring Bebop and Rocksteady because they screwed up like every single time, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I assume that they were just fucking, right? <laughs> Shredder <laughs> and Bebop and Rocksteady? Yeah. I mean, maybe they're like a thruple. Who knows? Oh, God. Well, that's another podcast altogether. So, yeah. All right. The, the kid who was already scared hides inside the sarcophagus and then... Weird pharaoh guy from the beginning of the show shows up and basically grabs Presley out of the casket. He tells him that his name is Scarab and his father entombed him like 4,000 years ago. Uh, then, uh, as Math he's like... does not check out. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> um, and then, as uh, he's monologuing, 
five mummies, like basically our heroes, just pop out of their sarcophagus and they all go like with the power of raw. And then they see a pretty awesome uh, transformation scene, I think, where they basically hulk up or get their basically battle armor on or whatever. What did you think of the transformation scene? It was fine. Uh, <laughs> you hate it. Didn't, didn't I didn't you? think it was anything special. It wasn't bad, but I, I didn't think it was anything special, um, especially for 1997. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, this isn't like an early 90s cartoon. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was fine. Um, I, I I don't know. Like, I, I guess if you're like really young, if you're like seven or something or younger watching this, you might think it's really or your Stephen Huddy cut uh, in your 40s. You might think it's cool. But no, no, wow. but I, I don't know. I, I, I just again, I have no nostalgia for this. I had never even heard of it. And mm-hmm. I just thought it was like a little generic with them having like this suits you know they're bright weird like colors like yellow and purple um gold and purple i should say um are the designs bad no they're not but eh, i just not my thing <laughs> uh, mummy mania is in the past <laughs> I'm, I'm all about pogs now <laughs> man i wish we had some uh so yeah basically there is a a fight scene and i actually really like the choreography in this fight scene they were doing uh, i love it because they're fighting these guys who are made of stone so the mummies can really mess them up just like how the uh you know the foot clan were robots and tmnt so leonardo can like hack them up because you can't you know can't hack up a flesh and blood human so the mummies they tear up these uh stone guys uh pretty good what did you think about the fight scene there yeah it, it was pretty good pretty pretty well animated and planned out and yeah like the the rock guys get turned to to dust and or smaller rocks um <laughs> as they they're fought right um so so yeah it was pretty good the for uh, what it was mm-hmm. the uh scarab the bad guy he then turns into i don't know his sort of uh powered up version uh basically a super scarab or beetle and then he grabs presley and flies away but the mummies uh, save him at the last minute. And the leader of the mummy, <laughs> oh yeah. So basically they're um, hanging out in the museum, sort of talking about what they wanted, wh- what they need to do next. And the leader of the mummies grabs the, uh, the mummy cat, and just <laughs> throws him on top of the museum. Uh, and then they all climb out on his, um, uh, his bandages. Uh, what, what did you think of that? <laughs> Uh, it, it, I thought it was kind of dumb. It was I mean, dumb. It was. I I don't know, man. To be honest, at this point, I, I was I was not really into the 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 show at this point. Um, it, again, it's fine. I mean, if you're a little kid, it's fine. I just I don't know. I I don't find any of this particularly attention grabbing, um, unless you're super super young. Like, I don't know. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't like it. I, I mean, you know, th- well, what, this is like post where, X-Men cartoon. You you, you got to come with something a little stronger. Of course. Like they are. I mean, they did five mummies. You hell. And this and this brings me to the point. OK, so can you name all like all of the universal monsters off the top of your head? I can't even name one of these mummies. What? I thought. No, that's no, not no, what I'm no, I'm, that's not what I'm asking. I know that's not what you're asking, but so my answer, I mean, n- there's the mummy 
There's uh, Dracula. I almost called him the vampire guy. Uh, <laughs> King okay. Kong, is that one of them? No, Jesus. All right. Okay, okay. All right, hold on, hold on. Uh, are you are you Googling it? it? No, I'm not. Look at my hands. So there's, uh, who did I say? The va- uh, Dracula. Dracula. The mummy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you want some help? Is there... Yeah, yeah, give me a clue. Give me a yeah, Well, one starts with F, but it's not actually his name, but everyone thinks it's his name. Frankenstein, the monster. Frankenstein, <laughs> yes. And then the, we'll be here forever, so I'll just finish up here. The creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, well, anyway, if you look at the Universal Monsters. Hey, well, what's the fifth one? Is there a f- Go one more. Um, you, you, you said, can you name all five? I just said, can you name all the Universal Monsters? Oh, I'm sorry. Let's see. Mummy, Dracula, Wolfman, Creature from oh, the Wolf Black Man. Lagoon. Oh, Wolfman. That's yeah, yeah. It's the Wolfman. So would you the furry. look at all those guys and be like, hey, you know what's going to make me a lot of money? Five mummies. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's Mummy Mania, baby. You, know, it you wasn't, can't uh, argue with Mummy Mania. So It wasn't Wolfman Mania time. Uh, so anyway, uh, they. This is when like a really, it, it almost felt like Transformers One uh, to me here by Michael Bay because we're just treated to a lot of comedy uh, next until we get to the next fight scene. Uh, some of it's kind of not terrible, but it's not very good. Um, and this is after they used the bandages of the uh, of the mummy cat to climb up on top of the museum. Um, and also Presley, he's completely. I mean, he asks a lot of questions, but he seems perfectly okay with, hey, you guys are clearly the good guys. Why don't you come over to my house? I'm sure right. that must have <laughs> ate you alive inside when you when that he happened. He even said, uh, I guess you guys are the good guys. Right, right. And it'd be funny if, if they weren't. They just sort of look around and like, yeah, sure, kid. Why don't you come yeah. along with us? We definitely yeah, won't turn you into a mummy. Five strangers to your house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and this... And this is when it definitely turns into Transformers 1. Um, so they, they, they kind of explain how the powers work. They say that they can't stay superpowered all, the whole time because that power is limited. Presley then takes all of his new mummy friends home. Um, and uh, uh, basically they all introduce who they are. And I thought it was kind of interesting that they bothered. <laughs> and this was also weird when they said, hey, this is our, you know, our dude, our bro nefertina and she's like uh and then no what's his name presley is like uh that's clearly a woman (laughs) they're like what (laughs) yeah even though one of the mummies is supposed to be like your stereotypical smart one right right. Uh, yeah exactly that's always you know but mansplaining everything to everyone mm -hmm, but at least they bother to be historically accurate she then explains but then it, it makes it even weirder though she's like I pretended to be a man because they don't uh, mummify women. It's like, so. No, she said because they didn't allow women to like drive the chariots or something. Uh, that... Which is why she drives later on. She's the one that drives the car. Oh. Um, well, that's even come weirder. On, Steve. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it, it was something like that. They didn't let me- women operate something or the other, but yeah, like you were about to, I think the point you were about to make is still valid, which is that, well, once she was mummified, they would have noticed, yeah, hey, right. <laughs> this is a woman, but maybe at that point they're like, oh, well, 
Yeah, well, we've, you just got to roll with it at this point, I guess. Um, so, and then we, we're back at the museum, and we see... Zo- I, I do think, like, I find it funny when, I, when that scene came up, though, when he said, like, oh, there's clearly a woman, and she's like, oh, I was pretending to be a man. I'm like, oh, man, if this came out today, there'd be a, a, a certain subset of uh, the country that would be, like, all mad. Oh, they're, they're trying to teach our kids to be trans. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Bro, it's, it's just part of the plot, bro. Right, Relax. Right. Well, apparently, <laughs> uh, there's quite a large male fan base for uh, Nefertina because I saw quite a bit of uh, fan artwork uh, of her (laughs) while I was looking around for the Obscuratron here. But uh, anyway, Presley's mom, oh yeah, we're back at the museum. Presley's mom doesn't seem worried about the fact that her son is just missing, but she does care about the fact that um, the I guess the the billionaire who sort of fronted the money for the uh, exhibit that she's running, he wants to shut everything down. Um, and it, it, it's his name is Mr. Stone, and that's Scarab, whatever, in disguise. And he wants to shut it all down and send it back to Egypt because they later explain the mummies can't live without their sarcophagi. Um, and, uh, of course, his mom doesn't want him to shut it down because this is her career we're talking about here. Um, you know, <laughs> screw uh, Stone and his uh, billions of dollars. This is her career. Uh, right. So back at home, Presley, um, let's see. Oh, well, you were not kidding about some of this Nefertina fan art. Uh. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Basically, they keep calling Presley Ramses, and that's because he's a descendant of uh, the pharaoh Ramses. Uh, he hides the mummy in his room because his mom is coming home, which definitely reminded me of the Michael Bay Transformers movie. They have, like, the exact same, like, stupid scene in that movie. And there's a lot of sort of kind of... I don't know, eye rolly or n- not too terrible. Oh, they're mummies and they don't understand modern technology. How, why is the TV talking to us? Blah, 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 that sort of thing. Uh, did that stuff like eat away at your soul or what were your thoughts on it? Um, wait, my thoughts on what? <laughs> You're too busy looking at Nefertina I, fanfic, I, 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 aren't I have you? looked at this Nefertina fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> close the window. <laughs> no, like, you know. Sorry, well- Basically, their little, um, you know, misunderstandings about how modern technology works. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did hate that. Uh, <laughs> like, what does the smart guy know what a cell phone is, but nobody else does when they have all been around each other the whole time? Whenever the cell phone came about, like, yeah, yeah I I hated it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm trying to keep in mind the, the audience that this mm-hmm. is meant for. Dumb children. So... <laughs> And forty-year-old man babies. <laughs> yeah, well, you but you watched this as a child, right? I did not. This is my first time watching oh. it too. I'd never, never oh. heard of it. Uh, so you can go straight to hell, uh, you hell. So mom comes home and tells Presley that uh, <laughs> Mr. Stowe is packing up the exhibit. I love that you know she just comes home and dumps all of her problems on her like thirteen-year-old son. Um, yeah, but it's just basically so. He can tell the mummies that their uh, sarcophagi are being uh, sent back to Egypt and they can't live. And that's when they tell them that they can't live or live. Is that even the right? They can't exist without their sarcophagi. They then go steal an SUV by using magic. (laughs) And then as you do. And then, yeah, I I must have completely missed that part. Um, 
about a Nefertina driving a a chariot or whatever. Because when she sat down in the driver's seat, I was like, why is she driving? But... uh, I guess oh, you don't think women can drive, I guess. Uh, maybe 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 a year uh, should go uh, with Brendan Fraser to the mummy time. Uh, that's what <laughs> the, that's mummy the official historical. I just don't name. think 40,000 year old mummies should drive. You hell is that so well, wrong? She's 4,000 years old. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I think is uh, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and the thing that I find most hilarious about this. So they're in the SUV. Of course, Nefertina can't drive because she's 4,000 years old, as Yehel said. And there's a kid, like, it's at night. There's a kid playing in the park, completely alone. No parents around or anything. And they almost run him over. And now, mm-hmm. you know, it's played for laughs and everything. But it's like, that's not realistic. <laughs> why is, why right, is he in right? the park at, at night with no friends, no adult supervision, but you know, I'm sure they just were like, "Hey, this will this will be funny to have them almost." I don't know. Maybe he's really child. into mummies, and none of his friends like him because of that. <laughs> maybe 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 the '90s mummy mania is waning, and uh, his kid his, his his like friends uh, at school are like, "Come on, man, this is Pog's time." What the mummies need to do is turn heel, <laughs> start wearing black shirts, with the uh, M. W O mummy world order. There you go. That'll fix yes, everything. Yes. Exactly. Uh, so, um, basically they drive back to the museum. Um, Scarab and his henchmen, they hijack the museum truck that has all the sarcophagus on there, which, I mean, I get it. This is just to set up a battle since Mr. Stone slash Scarab has so much money. You think he could have just bribed the drivers to, to go where he wants them to go. But, uh, you know, we got to have another battle. Um, so so we do, and Scarab almost gets Presley, but then he, like, they're on the back of the truck. He grabs Presley, and again, you, he's going to do something with him. But then it's the old classic. He gets hit by a, a bridge or something. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and then we get the classic, oh, I will get those mummies even if I have to shatter the world. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) which I actually thought that was kind of a cool, uh, yeah, I actually like that line. Yeah. And then basically everyone goes home after that. And that is the pilot episode of, uh, mummies alive. Um, anything else to add to any of that? No, no, no. We can, uh, go ahead and, um, render our verdict unless you have something. Yeah. No, I mean, I will say that this fight scene compared to the first one, was not as good. I don't exactly know why, but maybe they just didn't have it choreographed as well. But yeah, yeah, let's go what ahead. What did you think of the quality of the animation in general? Uh, I thought it was pretty good for the 90s. I mean, of course, like better than, you know, like a Captain Planet or James Bond Jr., but not exactly up to snuff <laughs> with a Batman the Animated Series or Gargoyles. Yeah. Like I'd say it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I I would agree. It's certainly not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it has that '90s look to it, uh, as you would expect. Um, you know, it kind of reminded me a little bit of the animation in the Spider-Man cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that. Uh, but yeah, I, I I thought it was uh, pretty pretty decent. N- nothing about it was just like ooh, you know that that's terrible or ooh that looks cheap. Right, right. Gotcha. All right. Well, let's uh, put this puppy back and let's make it rest in peace shall we 
question. All right, Mr. Velasquez, do you think Mummies Alive should uh, be remembered for all of human history or left in the dark catacombs of a pyramid never to be seen by human eyes again? I'm going to have to say put it back in the pyramid and uh, never never let it see the light of day. Um, I, I just I, I just found it to be pretty boring. Um, the characters I didn't think were that interesting. They're kind of generic. Um, the kid Presley, um, and you know th- this this is something that maybe in other episodes because it does seem like this is a serialized show, mm-hmm. an ongoing story. So you know maybe I'm just not getting the the, the full. Uh, I I. I I don't even know what, what I'm trying to say, like the full personality of the main character, Presley. But anyways, I just thought he was boring, uninteresting. Um, the mummies, I mean, they were pretty generic characters. You have your big dumb guy. You got your smart, your really smart guy. You've got your, um, you know, hot, dead woman. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I don't even remember what the other guy's deal was. Being boring, I don't know. The, well, you had the uh, leader, your boring leader. Yeah. And you had the yeah. guy who likes to eat, big strong guy who likes to eat. Basically, girl. it's Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles. Yeah, you know, or or X Men or gargoyles, like any of those. Oh, I wouldn't like, say X Men. Come on, man. Well, like, I mean, X Men has way more like <laughs> nuance know, in their personalities. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Um, no, I don't. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I just mostly thought it was boring. I, I guess if this was something maybe that I had nostalgia for, I'd keep it. But eh, it's it's a no for me. Alrighty, um, I actually enjoyed this uh, more than I thought I would. Um, I mean, it's definitely, I'd say like mid tier as far as like stuff like this goes. Um, I wasn't annoyed, uh, really by anything except for like some of their attempts at humor, but that wasn't enough to make Mm -hmm. me like completely hate it. Uh, this wasn't like a biker mice from Mars for me where I've, you know, immediately went and watched more episodes afterwards, but I am kind of intrigued to see where this ridiculous premise would go for 42 episodes. Um, so I'm going to say uh, we'll keep it. So that means it's a stalemate. This just in, those pathetic podcasters known as Obscurity Now have once again rendered a verdict of no contest. That's right, a stalemate. They've wasted everyone's time. They are just as lazy as Congress and twice as corrupt. Boo, I say. Tar and feather them. Get out the guillotine. Boo to stalemate. And boo to Obscurity Now. All right. Uh, anything else to add before we uh, sign off? Uh, no, no. I think I am uh, good. <laughs> oh, I, I, have but, a, uh, I have a question I'd like to ask you. What do you, do mm-hmm. you have any, are you doing anything for Halloween? Uh, no, not really. Um, at least as of now, I don't have any plans. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, this year uh, we got the stupid fast passes, so mm-hmm. at least uh, be able to you know see more than two houses. Uh, <laughs> but right. but I- I'm looking forward to it, but also not because there's just so many people and yeah, gotta go down to Orlando. I, I honestly think this will be the last year I probably go. Um, but what what about you? You you got uh, some some kids you're gonna scare in the neighborhood? Maybe maybe have mummies alive playing. <laughs> uh outside your house and be like hey kids this is the kind of entertainment 
that you could be um, watching had you been born 20 years ago? Or well, whatever? as much as I would like to hand out candy to kids, they don't really can't get into my building to even trick-or-treat and I'm the only one who has a kid in this building so uh but now I'll be taking blade trick-or-treating to one of the neighborhoods that's more well-off than mine and uh I mean that's basically it we might uh try to go to some sort of you know kitty Halloween event because uh, he's afraid of everything and uh there's no way he could last at horror nights plus he I think he's too young anyway um so mm. uh so yeah that's uh that's basically well, it steve i know that you said you might watch more of this show i want you to know that the last episode of mummies alive is titled show me the mummy <laughs> that's uh that's so bad it's almost good almost, almost. yeah yeah so um you know just this, this is what you're gonna be um having to, uh, to to contend with. I, I uh, there's also I'm an episode gonna... named... I'm sorry? I said I doubt I'm going to make it that far, but continue, please. There's a Honey, I Shrunk the Mummies. There's uh, an episode called True Believer, which uh, I'm assuming Stan Lee is mummified in it. <laughs> um, he wasn't even dead then. <laughs> I, I just say. Uh, the Bird Mummy of Alcatraz. Um... So, uh, months, mo- monster truck mania, monster, get it? <laughs> so, anyways, uh, there's, there's a bunch of these uh, awful uh, hey, th- names. They're just having fun, man. You can't you can't blame them for having fun, can okay. you? Okay. <laughs> All right, or maybe you can't. I don't know. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you made it this far, it would be great if you would uh, subscribe or share or give us a like. That would be awesome. And uh, we will be back uh, next Sunday as we continue to unearth more obscure media only on Obscurity Now. See you next time. I'm having a weird, weird day. The name's Adam. Where I'm from, I'm known as the Zero Thief. Depending on who you ask, some might say I'm the best thief. But believe it or not, even the best screws up every once in a while. And that's what I did, and I had to make a fast getaway. Ended up crash landing on this bizarre planet. Turns out, I didn't get away fast enough. These winged freaks followed me here. But it's just us here, Zero Thief, on this empty backwards planet. So start talking, either to me or my way. Okay, okay, I do have something to tell you. It's about the planet. It's not that empty. Come on, man. I thought you were going to die. Cut me loose. Cut me loose. Behind you. Whoa. Thought I was done for. It was going to be a light snack for a snarling creature. But then she showed up, riding on the back of one of those monsters like it was nothing. And with a wave of her hand, the other razor-toothed beast just stomped away. I'd never seen anyone like her before in my life. I thought I'd say something clever. Thanks, uh, have you seen my ship? She gave me a look that said more than words ever could, because I think she was trying to read my mind or something. And from there, things just got even weirder. Escape to Earth. 36 pages of insane dinosaur action. Issue 1, available now at reptilianmedia.bigcartel.com. Featuring a variant cover by Sean Forney. Act now while supplies last.
You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now.